0: So as I was saying, you can't take those material things with you. All the money, all the cars, all the clothes, all the jewelry, all your books, your movies, everything that you collect throughout your life. That's not coming with you. But what is coming with you is the love. The love of your family. Now you ask me, why are you bringing that into it? Because a lot of people don't know that and don't remember that. When you die, you go and you leave all those things behind. And you ask yourself, God, you have to ask, you have to ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, I've noticed a lot of things since I've been actually praying for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Big example, I've been troubled over a specific situation dealing with a specific person in my life. And I don't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with it. I thought about it, I said, maybe it's me, why this person can't get along with me, or whatever. And you know what I realized? This person doesn't believe in the same things that I believe in. We don't have the same values. We don't have the same boundaries. We don't have the same rules. We don't have the same lives. Nothing matches. You know, sometimes it's it's not you. Sometimes it's because they're so opposite and so far from what you believe in. It's like, oh, God, I, I just don't understand how I can't get along with this person cause they have different lives, different values, different morals. some people don't even have morals or boundaries, and they don't care about your life and where it goes as long as they can get what they want from you, they'll drop you like they'll drop you like an egg on the floor. they don't care, and when you go through those situations, you have to ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. say, for example, you are trying to Choose between two jobs, two houses, two cars, two schools. And you're like, oh my goodness, how am I supposed to deal with this? You ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And def- and back, getting back to defeating the devil. When you're dealing with people or a person or a place or an addiction or maybe a temptation or something that's just wrong and you know it's wrong. Or it's just in the category of bad. You have to ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I mean, two years ago, I've been dealing with a situation where... Let's just say, certain people in my life, I felt negative vibes every time they came around me. And I asked the Lord, why do I feel this way when they're around me? person hasn't opened their mouth yet and yet I feel negative vibes every time they come around me and I couldn't understand what it was I'm like oh my gosh for a second I thought it was me I'm like am I ill what do I feel trembling and shaky and nightmares and all kind of stuff I was like oh my goodness what is going on and what did I do I asked God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I asked him if this person or people or whoever it was is supposed to not be around me, What are they bring around me? Why I feel this way? God revealed to me what was going on and why I shouldn't be around them. It's the same thing in high school. The bully. The high school bully. There's always a high school bully. And if you've been bullied in high school... You know, when that person comes down the hall, your body trembles, you get nervous, you get tight, you get scared. You ask yourself, why am I scared of this person? You need to ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, number three. There's a few few titles in here that I'm going to talk about. Living Water. Salvation, faith, mercy, grace, body of Christ. Those topics, I suggest you look them up. But I want you to start with John. Because that's where I started. John 4 describes living water. And in that story is Samaritan woman. And Jesus describes to her... Living water. And she asked herself. She asked him. Where do I get this living water? When you read it. I want you to read between the lines. With an ordinary glass of water. You will always be thirsty. With the living water you won't be thirsty. Because you'll have everything you need. And with that little bit of information. I want you to go read John 4. Because the living water that has everything to do with Christ. You must understand that defeating the devil is never easy. It's not going to be easy. The devil is going to be on this earth until whenever. But we need to learn how to defeat this devil. And the devil has its servants. So when you're on this earth, you think the devil is one person? No. The devil has its, its, its crew, its gang, its people, whatever you want to call it. And you have to be able to pinpoint who is in that group. I'm not saying that, how do I say this? They're devilish people, and they're, how do I explain this? There's different groups on the earth. There's devilish people, there's Christians, there's Hindus, there's Buddhists, there's different groups scattered around the world, right? But there's going to be a devil lurking around trying to make us feel like we ain't worth nothing. Trying to make us feel like what we have or what we wish for we can't get. As long as it's not hurting anyone I don't see anything wrong with getting what you need. You know? And as a Christian girl growing up in Ontario I've seen a lot of devilish people People want to make you feel like you ain't nothing. There's a lot of racism in Ontario. People think that racism is only in the United States. No, it's not just there. And I know because I was born in D.C. I'm a Jamaican. Now, what is that? I have Jamaican blood, American blood, and Canadian blood in me. And there are different groups. What I'm trying to say is... That one devil... There's devilish people in every group. And then there's good people in every group. And then there's the in-between. And when you're dealing with that... You have to keep your eyes open. You must have faith. You must understand mercy and grace. You must understand... What salvation is. You must understand. What salvation is. And I'm not a pastor. I'm not a group leader. In Bible study teachings. And that's why I suggest. You look those words up. Living water. Salvation. Faith. Mercy. Grace. Body of Christ. But I know regardless of what religion you have. Or if you're even part of religion and you're more spiritual. Faith. When you have enough faith and hope in something. It can come to pass. It can come your way. You know when you you sign some papers? Say for example, you're signing disability papers, Right? And from what I know, it's maybe, I think it's three to six month waiting period. And your, your your doctor hasn't made the appointments for you to fill out the forms. And then you pray to God and say, oh my gosh, I've given them the forms. They haven't filled it out yet. It's coming to the due date. What do I do? Oh my gosh. You pray about it. And then the next day, the secretary calls you and says, oh, it's finished. Can we drop it off? Can we mail it? What do we do with your papers? How can we get them to you? And you know how that person got through it all? By faith. By praying about it and knowing. If you have enough faith and hope, it will come through for you. And people wonder, okay, so... What happens when you have enough, when you think you have enough faith and hope and you pray 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 and and still doesn't come through? Guess what? Have you repented all your sins before you began to pray? That's a big thing. And I've just learned that last year. I'm in my 30s and I just learned that last year. That you must repent before you begin to pray. And you ask yourself, why do I have to confess? God already knows what I did. Why do I have to even say it? The reason for that is you're acknowledging that you sinned. And you are sorry for what you've done. done. Don't just say, I'm sorry and you're not sorry. Because God will see right through that. He knows how you think. He knows your heart, your soul, everything. But the biggest thing for prayer is you must repent. You must confess. I can't emphasize that enough. Let me tell you, the last year has been so much better for me because I repented my sins. It can be as small as I hate this person or I can't stand this person or I can't honor um, those, those children that have fathers that are not around. How do you fulfill honor thy mother and thy father when your father is a crazy man? Or if you don't even know where your father is and he's out there doing whatever. How do you deal with that? See, there's so many things to learn from the Bible. When you obey Christ and you don't have a lot of knowledge, that goes back to wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When you don't understand a specific commandment or a specific story or a specific lesson because God's commandments are strong. There's ten of them, yes, but there are um, rules of life for Christianity beyond the Ten Commandments. There's pride. That's a sin. Um holding grudges. Not forgiving someone. Um again, honor that mother and thy father. There are so many children out there. I see it all on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over the place. Where fathers are not doing their jobs. And then they make their kids feel like they're nothing. When they're not even around to help them grow. And you wonder. See like you pray about things like that. And it doesn't come through. You must repent. And ask God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Now let's get to number four. We must fight the flesh. Not the spirit you ask me, what does that mean? The flesh is of the world. The spirit is connected to Christ. Now, Adam and Eve, in the story of Adam and Eve in Genesis, Adam and Eve were the first two humans on the earth, right? And Christ said, do not eat from the specific tree. You can eat everything else except on this tree. And what happened? This little snake came along. Talking about, oh, did, did he really say not to eat from this tree? Trying to switch his words around. Uh-huh. Switching the words around to make you think, oh. So if I can get it this way and think, hold on, where are you getting this information from? A snake in the grass you gonna trust a snake in the grass over what Christ the man who created you you gonna believe that over that okay hold on a minute now flesh versus spirit there you go again the flesh that was the snake the spirit that was Christ saying don't touch that tree and what happened? What happened? Adam. He received the instruction, right? He, you hear what I'm saying? Adam received the instruction. But he disobeyed. That's where sin of the world came from. That's where the negativity... It started with the devil. With the snake... And the fallen dev- the fallen, um, the fallen angel was the, was Satan. Satan was the fallen angel. Then, because he wanted to get back at Christ, he wanted to go and tempt Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. You see how this connected? When you don't defeat the devil, it's like a, a chain reaction. A domino effect. But when you catch that first thing, you're like, let me cut this off right away before it has time to grow. So again, like I said, the flesh was the snake in the grass. Who in your life is the snake in the grass trying to tell you certain things? Trying to mix the words up to make you confused or frustrated and say, oh, I didn't say that. Yeah? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Take a look at their life and where it's going. Think about how they're living. Uh Uh-huh. Think about how they're living, that little snake in the grass. Or should I say snakes? Because there could be more than one snake in your life. Slittering through the grass, trying to tell you what to do, how to live and everything. Take a look at their life and see how it's going. Mm Mm-hmm. Then make another decision should i follow the flesh or should i follow the spirit the spirit in the story already done told them not to touch but what they do they went ahead and ate it didn't they and then they got knowledge of now i'm naked okay so they ate the they ate the apple and then they realized they were naked they didn't know that before now, how are you, you, you going to sit there and be like, mm, snake in the grass tempted them to eat the apple that God told them not to. And then the snake going to have the nerve to come back and mess with them again. I want you all to read the Adam and Eve story. I want you to read the whole thing in Genesis. And think about what I said about flesh. Fight the flesh, not the spirit. Because the spirit is there to protect you. There to lead you. There to guide you. Not to damage you. That's what the flesh does. That's what the flesh does. Another example. Lately people have been talking about marriage, common law, sex, before marriage, all of that that's following the flesh having sex before marriage so the flesh is more important than the spirit the spirit created you so you gonna follow something that didn't create you really and again I'm talking about Christian view because that's all I know but I mean Wow Wow There's so many topics, so many things to talk about with flesh and the spirit. I will get to the next point. I will get to the next point, which is you should have a support team. Now, when you're fighting the flesh and not the spirit, when you have a support team to help you, They can pinpoint, oh, no, you're going the wrong way. You shouldn't follow that direction. You know, close your eyes right now. I want you to close your eyes. Go ahead and close them. If you're cooking, then keep your eyes open or watching children or driving, keep your eyes open. But I want you to imagine north, south, east, and west, and you're standing in the middle. North is Christ. Left and right is the flesh and the back one is just a a, a breather. Now I want you to think of a, something in your life that you've been struggling with that has to do with the flesh and the spirit. Think about which way you're going to go. And it's okay to know I'm not sure. I don't know. Those organizations The family, the friends that believe in the same things that you believe. And not harming yourself as an individual. So what I'm saying is, the smoking, the weed, all that other business, that damages your body. I'm not talking about friends and family that don't care about you. I'm talking about friends and family that want the best for you. When you have a group of people like that, the organizations, your counselor, your pastor, your family, your friends, your husband, your wife, your siblings, the the one keep in mind, these are the ones that want the best for you. And if they don't, then you need to find yourself another group. But when you have a support team, they help you fight the flesh and move more to the spirit. It helps you fight the flesh and helps you move more to the spirit. And lastly, because I think this, this is gonna have to be a two-part um, episode, because there's a lot of information. Lastly, again, I mentioned earlier, you must repent your sins. You must repent your sins. Now, there are different religions and there are different rules. But again, I'm talking about my experiences. And I remember I posted something about sin. I said, a sin is a sin. And one of my relatives posted something under it, define sin. I would assume this person knew I was talking about Christian sins because it was on my page. But this person is a Buddhist and I guess sins are different in in um, Buddhist rules because there are different rules, there are different things that are considered sins in different religions. But again, I'm speaking on Christianity. And when you know you have sinned, and you recognize the sins, but you don't confess your sins to God. You are blocking the way for your blessings. You are blocking the way for your answered prayers. You are blocking the way for the Lord's will, the Lord's will upon your, 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 your requests, So when you repent, when you confess, when you say to the Lord, Lord, I have sinned. And you show him that you recognize that it is a sin. You're leading a pathway for a better life. You really are. You are leading a path for a better life and it opens up doors for you. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the shepherd. But it's up to you. It's up to you to turn the handle. And how do you turn the handle? By repenting. By repenting and saying, I have sinned. I'm asking for your forgiveness. You know, and a lot of people don't understand what forgiveness means. When a person on earth forgives... Many a time, we forgive, but we don't forget. Jesus, when he forgives us, he forgives us. He really does. Because there's so many things on earth, and so many people have said, wow, they did all of that. And yet, Christ can forgive them of that. Think about this. The cross, when Jesus was crucified, Jesus said, they not know what they do, so forgive them, Lord. Can you believe this? Man is on the cross, nails in hands and feet, thorns around his neck. He's bleeding to death, and he's asking the Lord to forgive them. If he can do that, we can forgive people like Are you serious? I can't even. I'm I'm trying to imagine nails in my hands. And nails on my feet. And I'm hot and sweaty and bloody. And I'm standing there. I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm working on it. Believe me. Because I'm thinking. Uh huh. What? And you expect me to say. Forgive them? Jesus was perfect. I'm working on mine. Because there's some things. There's some things. That we struggle with. That people do to us. And we forgive them. But it's so hard to forget. But at the same time. We need to ask the Lord. To help us to forget. But also. I feel that. The not forgetting. Is to protect yourself from them. If that makes sense to you. So. With this episode, I am going to close in prayer. And the second part, I will um, go through tips from 7 to 12 to help you with defeating the devil. Heavenly Father, we come to you today to pray for those who want to repent their sins. Lord, we pray that they recognize what a sin is and what sins they may have committed. Lord, I pray that they look towards you in the heavens and understand that they are forgiven for all sins and that Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. Lord, I pray that they be honest with themselves and be real and true with themselves to know what they did right And what they have done wrong. And for those that have done wrong. That they ask you for your forgiveness. And know that they are forgiven. No matter what they have done. And Lord I pray. From the depths of my soul. That those who need counseling. Those who need prep. Those who need renewal. Ask themselves. Who am I? And who do I want to be? And Lord, I pray that you place a protective cover over their sins so they can release them, release them to you, Lord. And pray for forgiveness. And I pray that anyone and everybody who is listening encourage others to repent because this COVID-19 thing is a lot to deal with. And we know that if we repent, And we show that we have sinned in any way, no matter how small or how big, that we will be forgiven and that we can live better lives. Amen. This is Gloria TP5 on Resurrected for a Reason. And tune in for the next part of this episode on Defeating the Devil.